reverence of reading of the scripture, Mark chapter 14, verse number 3. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, that's speaking of Jesus, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, and she broke the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and had been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, Let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For you have the poor with you always. Whensoever you will, you may do them good, but me you have not always. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, that also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. I'm interested in something here. I'm interested in a couple things, but the one thing that I've been thinking on and praying about for a couple of days now is why did she do this? Why did this woman do this? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for allowing us to be here. Thank you for your presence. I pray, Lord, that you would help us as we look in the Word of God this morning. Speak to us. Strengthen us. Give us everything that we need. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you for standing. Thank you for being here. It's hard just to read here in the book of Mark and get the full account of everything that happened in this text. There's some references and there's some other gospels that gives this same thing. The book of Matthew chapter 26 verses 6 through 13 tells of this same account. The book of John chapter 12 verses 1 through 8 tells this same account. But there's some questions that I had when I was reading this text. It said there was was some that was mad. That's what it tells us in this text. It said they had indignation and they murmured. But it don't tell us here in the book of Mark who they were. So if you look in the book of Matthew and the book of John, it tells us who they were. The book of Matthew, Matthew says that it was some of his disciples, some of Jesus' own disciples that was complaining and murmuring about this woman anointing Jesus. The book of John says that it was, he narrows it down a little bit more. He said the one that was doing all the complaining was a man by the name of Judas. He said he was the one that was really the one that was complaining. And he gives a reason why he was complaining. He said because Judas had the bag. That means Judas was like the treasure or the group. And then John says something very interesting about Judas. He said, and he was a thief. That's what he says. He said he was a thief. So we understand who it was that was complaining in this text. You need to know that. And then we'll move on in a little bit deeper into it. 
Who is this woman that he speaks of? It don't tell us her name here in the book of Mark. But you'll find her name, John said, this woman's name was Mary. So this woman that was anointing Jesus, her name was Mary. The people that was complaining was some of his disciples, but they kind of narrowed it down that the one who was doing most of the complaining was, was Judas. And then we find out in the other Gospels, now listen now, this is just an introduction. We find out in the other Gospels that there was more people there than what you would think that was there. Of course, Jesus was there. The lady that was anointing was there. Her name was Mary. Uh, the disciples was there. We know for a fact that they was there. And we know that Judas was one of the ones that was complaining the most. But the Bible also teaches us in the other Gospels, there was other people that was there. It said that there was some that come because there was a man by the name of Lazarus was there. If you remember, Lazarus was the one who Jesus raised from the dead. So there was some people that was there at this house of Simon the leper and Bethany. They was just there just curious. They was just being nosy. They was kindly wanting to see Jesus, but also, you know, who wouldn't want to come see a man who was dead and been raised again? So there was some that was there just to see Lazarus. But then I began to really read these verses And the first thing I want us to look at, we'll never know why she did what she did until we know what she did. What she did. What did she do? The Bible teaches us in verse number three of the text that we read. This lady by the name of Mary, she had what the Bible calls is a alabaster box. That just simply means a box or a vessel that was made out of stone. So here is this woman that we know her name now is Mary, who had an alabaster box made out of stone. It said what was in that alabaster box was of ointment, which is just saying a perfumed oil. So what is in this alabaster box is perfume a perfumed oil. But it says the alabaster box of ointment and of spikenard. That just means the roots of which it came from, spikenard. So it is a a vessel of some sort, and in that vessel is some perfume. And we realize that according to verse number five in our text, that this stuff must have been worth a lot of money. Because they said it could have been worth 300 pence. What does that mean in the day that you and I are living in? If you look up that word pence, it means 300 denarii. And now listen to me. A day's work in Jesus' time was one denarii is what most people interpret that of. So if this bottle, if this container, if this jar of perfume was worth more than 300 denarii, then that means that this bottle of ointment, this bottle of perfume, that this lady that we now know her name is Mary has either broke the seal or broke the top off of it, and she is using this to anoint Jesus. 
That bottle of ointment cost so much that it would have took a year's wages to pay for this one vessel of perfume. And you know what she did with it? She took it and she poured it on the head of Jesus to anoint him. Now John's gospel even goes as far as to say that not only here in Mark does it say she poured it on his head, but in John's gospel it says that she also poured it on his feet and then she got down at Jesus' feet and took her hair and began to wipe Jesus' feet with her hair of the ointment that she had poured all over Jesus. So I read that and I studied that and maybe I get crazy sometimes, but I thought, why did she do that? Why did she do that? Why? (laughs) Now, you got to remember in Jesus' day, it's a little different than our day. For a female, for a woman to have got up in a room full of men and to have went forward and to have done what she'd done, there is no doubt about it, there was a lot of people there that day that was thinking in themselves, this woman is way out of line. This woman has no business doing what she's doing. But why did she do it? And I began to pray and ask the Lord, Lord, why did she do it? Well, I thought, well, she just loved the Lord. That's why she did it. Well, she didn't care what nobody else thought. That's why she did it. And as I was trying to figure out in my own mind, why did she do this? This thought come to me. It's in the scripture. Jesus tells us why she did it. So not only do we need to know what she did but let's find out why she did it why did you do this Mary look in verse number 6 with me verse number 6 and Jesus said let her alone why trouble ye her she hath wrought a good work on me Jesus is telling us right here in this verse why she did it. That word wrought means a work. That word wrought means to commit, it means to labor for, and it means to minister about. First thought. Everywhere that Jesus went, he ministered to people. Jesus made the blind to see. Jesus made the deaf to hear. Jesus cleansed the leper and sent them back to the priest so that they could be released back into the communities. Jesus touched the sick. Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Everywhere that Jesus went in the scriptures, Jesus ministered to people. But you know what Jesus said this woman did? Mary ministered to Jesus. Wow. I got to thinking about that. 
I thought so many times every day, if we're not careful, we will say, Lord, what can you do for me? Lord, I'm praying and I'm asking for this and I'm praying and I need this and God, would you do this for me? And there's nothing wrong with that. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. There's nothing wrong with asking, but every now and then I wonder what would happen if we ministered to him. I said, Lord, why did this woman take this expensive perfume that would have took a year to have got it. Why did she pour that on you, Lord? And he said, she'd done it to minister to me. Wow. Notice something else. Verse number six. Let her alone while trouble ye her. She hath wrought a, that next word is good work on me. I studied that word good, and that word good is kalos. And that word good means beautiful. It means good, lovely, and pleasant. You know what Jesus is teaching us about what this woman done? Jesus is teaching us in this verse that what that woman done was a beautiful thing. What that woman done was a pleasant thing. What that woman done was a great, great ministry to her Savior who was Jesus Christ. It was good. It was pleasant. It was a beautiful thing that she did. You say, how do you know that? Because Jesus said it was. So then I begin to think about this. Revelation 2.19, Jesus said, I know thy works and your charity, and your service, and your faith, and thy patience, and thy works. So Jesus knows every single thing about me, but listen to this, but he also knows why, why I am doing what I am doing. And you know what he said about what this woman was doing? He said, leave her alone. She is doing a beautiful ministry for me. She's doing a beautiful thing. Man, when I began to study that, I said, Lord, I pray that my study is a good thing. I pray that when I get up to preach on Sunday morning, it's a good thing. I pray that every word that comes out of my mouth, that when you look at it, that you can say that everything that I'm doing today is a good work. It is a beautiful work. It is a pleasing work. It is a satisfying work. God, I pray that everything that happens in this service today, when the choir sings, that when God looks at it, He says, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I thought to myself, I said, Lord, thank you for showing me why she done what she done. It's a beautiful work. It was a good work. And it was all in Christ. She did it to Jesus. See, what she did is a great thing. But why she did it is even greater. Look in verse number seven. He'll show us another reason that she did it. If you have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me ye have not always. The second thing that I believe that the Lord helped me with is the Lord is speaking about time. 
There is no doubt that Mary knew that the time that she had with Jesus was very, very important. She knew that the time was not always going to be that way. Jesus told everyone, said the poor will always be there. You can help the poor every day of the week. The poor is always going to be there. But he's saying, I am not always going to be sitting in this house in Bethany. And this woman is not always going to be able to minister me to me in the way that she is now. Time is very important. Let me tell you how important time spending with Jesus is. This morning I got up. It was my Sunday to drive. Me and Pastor Jason, we alternate Sundays. It was my Sunday to drive. I got up. I got ready. I grabbed my Bible. I got my notes. I got everything together. I looked at the clock and I said, I've got a little time before I go pick up the youth pastor. And while I was fixing to leave the house, there was a thought come into my mind. It was a thought. Come spend time with me. Spending time with Jesus is very precious. I said, you know what? I'm going to go in there and I'm going to sit down in my prayer closet and I'm just going to sit there and pray and spend some time with the Lord. Can I say to you, church family, that when it's time to spend time with the Lord, we need to make time to spend time with the Lord. And as I sit there this morning and I prayed and I thanked him for saving me and I thanked him for the message and I thanked him for all that he's done and I asked him to bless our services and I asked him to keep a hedge of protection around our property and I asked him, Lord, just to do something special for us today and God, just help us and help me to be able to preach. And as I sit there and I got up and I got ready to leave to go get Jason, I thought to myself, That's exactly what Jesus said Mary was doing. She realized that her time with her Savior was precious. Do you know how many times in my life I needed to pray, but I was in too big of a hurry? You know how many times in my life I should have prayed, but I didn't take time to do it? You know how many times in my life I've pushed the opportunity away just to spend some good time with Jesus? Maybe in His Word, maybe in prayer, maybe by being obedient, but I did not take the time. Jesus dealt with me in this verse. This woman not only ministered to Jesus, this woman not only done it for Him, but this woman realized that her time was precious with her Savior. What have we come here today to do? Have we come here today to spend time with one another? Oh, that's a good thing. 
I encourage this Wednesday night to spend time with one another. I encourage this Wednesday night to be friendly. I encourage this Wednesday night to shake a hand, to tell somebody how good it is that you're here because it is good that you're here. But more than anything, we have come to this place this morning to worship our Savior and our Lord. And the time that we have in... Hey, listen, this ain't Keith's house. This is God's house. And the time that we have in God's house is very precious. And we cannot let this opportunity go by because it might not be like this. Let's don't ever take for granted what Jesus is doing in this place. Don't ever take it for granted, church. Take the time to spend it with him. I said, wow, this woman, out of everything that was going on in that house and out of everyone that was there, this woman took time to spend it with Jesus. Wow. John 9, 4, I must work the work of him that sent me wild as day. The night cometh when no man can work. Ephesians 5, 16, redeeming the time. Then he showed me this in verse number 8. Look at verse number 8. She hath done what she could. That's what Jesus said. said this woman's done what she could. She has done what she could. It means this. She could do no more. She could do no more. You know what this woman did? She took her very best and she sacrificed it towards her Savior. And she realized when everything was said and done, I don't know what else I can do. I have done all that I can do. And Jesus said it of her. She has done what she could. Wonder what would happen. Charlie and Emily, if one service, every single person sitting in these pews just done what they could do for Jesus. Wonder what would happen, Brother Who? If just every one of us said, you know what? I ain't going to get in no hurry today. I'm going into that church house. I'm going to spend time with Jesus. I ain't going to worry about what nobody else is doing. I ain't going to worry about what no one else is saying. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to give him my very best. I'm going to serve him in my best ability. And I'm going to do everything that I can. I'm going to give it all I got just for my Savior's sake. Wonder what would happen. That's exactly what this woman did. Wow. What she did. Notice verse 9. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. You know what Jesus showed me here in this verse? He said, by her honoring me, I am going to honor her. By her honoring me, I am going to honor her. Listen, here we are all these years later and I am standing in this pulpit in the year that we are living in and I am preaching about what this woman did for Jesus that day in Bethany in that house. And you know what's happening? I'm preaching about Jesus, but I'm preaching about a woman who loved Jesus so much that she just done everything she could to serve her Savior. Here we are today, still honoring this woman. 
because she honored Jesus. Wow. That helps me. So we know this morning what she did. The Bible tells us what she did. And then Jesus tells us why that she did it. But then there's something else and we'll be finished. What others thought. What did others think? Look in verse 4 and 5. We'll read it again together. And there were some. Remember who the some was? Does anybody remember the opening? Who was the some? Disciples. John narrowed it down to it was who? Judas. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. Picture it with me now. Here's a woman with an alabaster box anointing her Savior. Jesus himself is saying, this is good. This is pleasant. This is exactly what she should be doing. Listen, everybody. She realizes that her time is precious and valuable. Leave her alone. Quit trying to stop what she's doing. Let her alone. She's anointing me for my burying. And then here it goes. You ready? Here they go. Here's what they said. It said that they began to (laughs) have indignation. What does that word mean? It means to ache within. It means to be disturbed. It means that while this woman, we know her name is Mary, while she was anointing Jesus, they was... They was some in that room, especially one in that room who was going, golly, why is she doing that? Why are you doing that? Stop. You're wasting. You're wasting. What are you doing? That's what it means. And then it goes on and it says, and they murmured. That word murmured, I thought was just a kind of a murmur. But you know that word murmur means to growl, to rebuke, and to scold with strong emotions. That means that while Mary was anointing Jesus, they was, they was at least one walked by and went, there's at least one that went by and said, stop with strong emotions. Would you please stop doing that? What is wrong with you? That's what the Bible says. Oh, wow. We know what she did. Jesus told us why she did it. And then we know that they was was others. It tells us what they thought. So mad at her. Because of that. Hmm. You know what I noticed in this scripture? There wasn't one of them mad because she anointed him. 
That's not what made them mad. It didn't say that they was mad because she anointed. They was mad because she gave her best to anoint him. Listen. Listen to me. The world don't care that you're saved. They could care less. Your neighbors could care less that you come to church this morning. But if you really start living for Jesus, you start putting forth your best, don't you worry. There'll be some murmuring and some complaining going on. I was even praying this morning and this thought come to me. Now some of you are going to look at me kind of cross-eyed. The devil don't even care you're at church this morning. The devil don't care you're here. As long as you come in dead and leave dead. Devil don't care you're here as long as your mind's thinking about Whopper Juniors. The devil don't care you're here as long as you're thinking chicken nugget happy meal. The devil don't care. The devil don't care that you sing in that choir. The devil don't even care if you teach Sunday school or even preach. But I'm going to tell you what gets their attention, Brother Holt, is when you get up in that choir and you say, you know what, I don't care what nobody else thinks. I'm up here singing for my Savior and I'm going to give it all I got. Hey, he don't care you teach Sunday school every Sunday. But when you start asking them younglings to get real with God, can you believe that she got them younglings to testify in Sunday school? Can you believe that? Can you believe this girl sung a song sitting down on the altar? Just give it all you got, girl. Give it all you got, amen. Hey, listen, we need to realize that it was not the anointing that was the problem. It was the sacrifice that was the problem. It was the commitment that was the problem. It was the seriousness that was the problem. And when they seen the sacrifice and they seen the seriousness and they realized what Jesus said, why she was doing all of that, made them mad. I'm so mad. It really bothers me. When the preacher's fixing to preach and somebody stands up and brags on Jesus and interrupts our pastor. It'd be so much better if we'd all just come in here, take us a little siesta, relax, quit, quit getting so uptight and just come on to church and do our little thing Sing our little songs, dance our little dance, get on out of here, get us a checklist and say, I did it, I went. There's no one cares if we do that. But you make up your mind one time, I'm going in there, and I'm going in there for one reason, that's Jesus and Jesus alone. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to serve my Savior. I know that my time with Him is precious. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this time as I'm in God's house. I'm singing to my Savior. I'm preaching to my Savior. I'm playing for my Savior. I'm doing everything for my Savior because I realize, as you realize, they ain't none of us done a whole lot of good, but we sure are serving a God who is good today. We're serving a good, gracious Savior who loves us and died on the cross for our sins and rose again. 
So they murmured and they complained. Not because of the anointing, because the sacrifice of the anointing. I got one of my good friends that was here. I don't know if he's still here or not. I've got another good friend that's sitting down here. And these guys, they coach football. And I've heard them say it before. All right, boys, when you get out there, give it all you got. Leave it all on the field. Do the best you can do. When you start that new job, give it all you got. Do the best you can do. Give it all you got, son. Make a difference. Speak to people. Be friendly to people. Work hard. Give it all you got. Isn't that what we teach them, Holtz? Give it all you got when you're going to do something or just don't do it at all. That's life. That's what we tell them when they go out into the world. Why should we tell them anything different when they come into God's house? Give it all you got. Give it all you got. Give it all you got. Don't let up now. Amen? Leave it all out there. Just do what you need to do for Jesus. Just do it one time. Honor him with everything that's in you. He'll honor you. He'll bless you. He'll give you strength. Give it all you got. Wow. I can't promise you that I'll ever get to preach another message behind this pulpit. I can't make that promise. Because I might not be here come Wednesday night. I might be in heaven with my Savior. But this is my prayer. God, let me do what I can. The best of my ability to honor you. To honor Him. If you're with me, say amen. Amen. Miss Gina. So here we are. We know what she had. We know why she done what she done with what she had. And we know when she done all that she could do with what she had. Oh, there's some people didn't like it. But it did not stop her from doing her very best with her very best. What you got? What do you have? Hmm? What's in your alabaster box? Hmm? 